This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, with your host, John Rush. All right. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Myself, Andy Pate, Charlie Grimes, Jordan Goodman, America's Money Answer Man with us as well. Today's impossible question. Really quick, the answer yesterday. More astronauts have come from this state than any other state in the Union. That would be the state of Ohio. Twenty-five of them, actually. That's Charlie's home state. Okay. There you go. Why are you here with us then, Charlie? (laughs) He's got no answer. He has no idea. He keeps us straight. He's embarrassed. Yeah, to be with I us, mean, yes. I mean, to be yes. from Ohio and not be an astronaut, I mean, my gosh, Charlie. Yeah, exactly. All we right, today's it. impossible question of the day. Answer this on the RushToReason.com website. Pre-2020, the typical cost for a wedding ring was roughly six to $8,000. What is the average price in 2020? That is the question of the day. Answer that on the RushToReason.com website. How's Jordan, by the way? Great to be with you both. Hey, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to all of you. How, how, Six to eight thousand then, or what? what yeah. ask what the price is now. Yeah, they want to, no. We want to know what it is today. So back then, it was pre twenty twenty. It was six to eight thousand. What is it now? I thought the it said what was the average price in twenty twenty. Right. And the reason I asked that is twenty twenty. That's when prices were deflated. Right. Because the the economy was crashed and it was before inflation had taken off. Correct. So wouldn't that so have you got to factor all that into it. I don't know. Gold, what do you think, gold Jordan? Has gone, gold has gone up. Actually, it's gone up a lot lately. It's up to about 1830 something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had been as high as 1900 Then it went down to about 1700 so it's back up. So I would say probably in the 9000 range, something like that, a little bit higher than what it was back then. Okay. Again, you guys can answer that on the RushToReason.com website. I'll give you a hint. Jordan is high. Well, yeah. Jordan is high. <laughs> He's high on his price. High on his price. Yes. In Colorado, everybody is high. Is yeah, well, yeah, that's another Jordan, comment. Jordan, I just want to ask you, I know this is actually over the phone, but do you still get high just talking to us for an hour? I do. Since we're in Colorado. Sucking all that through the, yeah, I do. Through the wearways. It, I hear it translates. Yeah. The nitrous oxide helps, too. Uh, there you go. There you go. All right, so... Uh, you know, I don't. This isn't really in the notes, but I thought we'd start here. Predictions for 2023, and everybody has different outlooks, and so on. We'll get into some of the Federal Reserve and some of the details of it, but just in general, your thoughts for 2023. Well, assuming we don't default on national debt, which I'm not sure I can assume, uh, I think we're going to kind of muddle through. We'll have slow yeah. growth. I don't think we're going to have a formal recession. Uh, I think interest rates are going to go higher. Uh, I think the stock market's not going to have a particularly great year. Um, and uh, all the hyperinflated assets from two years ago or a year and a half ago are going to stay deflated, meaning Bitcoin, NFTs, uh, initial public offerings, 
uh, all kinds of cryptocurrencies, uh, SPACs, all the hot stuff uh, that was being pumped up by all that free Fed money is, is going to stay depressed. I agree. I, I, you and I actually, along those lines, I think, are, are very, very similar. I see it being not the first half, but really a repeat, if you would, or a continuation of what we saw the second half. Yeah, I mean, we've had some good numbers. The unemployment numbers that came out last Friday mm-hmm. were really quite good. 223,000 jobs mm-hmm. created. The unemployment rate down to 3.5%. Uh, the, uh, the participation rate up to 62.3%, so that was good. Uh, wages rising at a slower pace, about 4.5%. Mm-hmm. So that was c- taken as a very positive situation, is that what the Fed's doing, as painful as it is, is starting to work. We still have inflation, but the rate of increase is coming down. We're, mm-hmm. We still have an increase. but it's And, and on Thursday, we're going to get the Consumer Price Index for December, which will probably be in like the 6.5% range. The most recent number was, I think, 72 Back in June, it was 9.1. So, again, the rate of increase is coming down. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, it's going to come down, Jordan. I mean, we crashed the economy in many respects with the raising interest rates. So That's I mean, what they're trying to do. Yeah, yeah and I so it's going to come down. But there's two problems with that. Number one, uh, that doesn't mean inflation's coming down. It means we're piling less on last year's increases. And number two, you know, uh, look what it's doing to hiring. Look what it's doing to uh, all the layoffs in several sectors, like the tech sector. I don't tech sector particularly is yeah, really getting hit. I, I don't right. think I don't think this is good. I do think one thing though. And that is, I do think we will see the national debt ceiling go up. Okay, I understand the Republicans now control the House, and they're going to fight it, and they should. That's all part of the negotiation. Right. But I do think in the end, they, they're not going to go with just absolutely not raising it. But how about... The, the reason is the Democrats will not do that. Right. I know, and that is a problem. Happen. So let's not just look at it like, well, gee, the Republicans in here, they're, go- they're going to crash the economy by not raising the debt ceiling. Well, you know, it's also on the other side. The other side is not allowing any of the spending cuts that we need to start curtailing and reining in what we've done with government. I think it's both sides. I think they need to meet more in the middle because you can't just have a hard landing out of nowhere, just drop to no debt ceiling increase. Well, I mean, yes. (laughs) But I mean, right now, I mean, anything could change. But right now, with Kevin McCarthy having squeaked in, after 15 uh, votes, right. uh, part of what he was giving to the kind of hard right uh, Matt Gates of the world was uh, when there is a debt ceiling increase that uh, various kinds of spending, and particularly on the entitlement programs, that's where the real money goes, that's Medicare, right. Social that's Security, right. That's right. Which, which is considered untouchable in Washington, basically. It and needs saying, to be touched, George. It needs to be touched. So that's the Republicans are going to come out with a bill uh, and the Democrats, both in the House and the Senate, are going to say, no, only a pure debt sp- in- uh, ceiling increase, nothing else attached to it. And I don't see how they're going to agree. I really don't. Uh, and, and that's, I think, going to be a big concern this year. Now, it's not immediate. No, it's towards uh, the end we, of the year, right? Well, August yeah. right, is what I've been hearing. August is when we'd have that situation. Uh, but leading up to that, it's going to make the markets very worried. And if, in fact, they do not come to some agreement, uh, and we do default to national debt, that is a financial catastrophe of the largest com- uh, dimension uh, because the dollar is the worldwide reserve currency. Uh, the dollar would plunge. Um, people would not be right. able to trust the government anymore. I mean, this would be really, really bad. So it's, I hope it doesn't happen. Not going we're setting to. up for something like that happen. Yeah. Some One side or the other is going to have to give. I don't think the Democrats 
are going to allow other spending cuts to be part of it. And I don't think the Republicans are going to just do a pure uh, debt ceiling increase bill. No, but keep this in mind, and Andy will uh, you know, attest to this as well. You've got a certain amount of senators on the other side of the aisle that will have to be reelected in 2024 that if they are not careful and they screw things up too badly, they won't be. And that will be a factor when it comes to some of the things you're talking about big time. If you crash the economy by defaulting on the national debt, then a lot of people are going to lose. But it doesn't matter, <laughs> okay? It's, it's going to be so painful. We have so much debt, not only domestically but worldwide, to default on it. I mean, I'll give you some examples. Argentina and Russia are two countries that did default on the national debt, and it took them decades to get back into the financial markets. Mm-hmm. It is not, and, and they're relatively small. Right. We're, we're at the central core of the entire financial system. So it would have wide and, and, and you're very really worried about it because that is not something I would lose an ounce of sleep over. It ain't going to happen. So what do you think is going to happen, John? How do you think they're going to have they a will compromise? Fi- they will, they don't have a choice, politically speaking, either side, but to figure that out. And well, yes, we've said be, this before. There'll be, consolid- there'll be uh, considerations made on both sides of the aisle. Neither will get exactly what they want, but they won't have any choice. You know, John, can I jump in? I actually think the Democrats will be counting on the fact that the Republicans, being new in charge of one of the houses, will get the blame. And therefore, the, right. the Democrats will not budge at all because, look, they, they own big tech, they own the media, they mm-hmm. own academia, they own the entertainment industry. So what they're going to be counting on is we are going to own the information that's out there. We can make sure the blame is put on the new guy that just took over the house. And so maybe they won't budge at all. Could be. I, I don't think there's any way the Democrats are going to allow uh, cuts in Social Security or Medicare, just to give you two examples. And they're talking about all kinds of other domestic products, but those two alone are like the absolute core of the Democratic And and by the way, even hardcore Republicans that say they want to see that, no, politically speaking, they can't either. They're not that dumb. So, I mean, what's what's happening? You've got this, like, runaway train going on here, okay? I know. The the baby boom is now in their 60s and 70s, Mm -hmm. and about 10,000 a day retire. They collect Social Security. They collect Medicare. Uh, there's many more people collecting than those paying in at, at this point. Yeah, and, and part of that is because, as you know, we're not putting enough people back on the rolls of employment right. because we're paying them too much to stay home, so there's no incentive to go to work, so now we're compounding it even more with other social programs. And frankly, the pandemic made it worse. It, it's it's yeah. speeded yep. up the, the day of reckoning, I guess you might say, for both Medicare and Social Security. The official Social Security... They do an actuarial uh, assumption every year, and I think it moved forward a year from 2032 to 2031 when it, it pretty much you know, crosses over. They just don't have the money to, to pay benefits as they are now. And remember, we've had this last year we had a major Social Security increase because the Consumer Price Index, I think it was like 7% or something right. like big, that. Right, big checks, inc- big so increases in checks That's for most a lot people. of money going out. Okay, so you've got the Social Security runaway train. You've got the Medicare runaway train. Mm-hmm. Defense spending is still huge, and with everything going on in Ukraine... Minor compared to everything you're talking about. Well, it's about $600 billion or so. Take, take Ukraine out of it. It's minor compared to everything else well, you're well, talking about. Well, especially when you compare it to entitlements, it you, is you, you, t- you take this well, pie and sliver it out, it's minor. Yeah, and the only part of the pie that's done any shrinking over the last few decades was the national defense part. Okay, yeah, that's the so only that, one, especially under Obama, that, that went through some serious cuts. So, so that, that's And you're right. I mean, with Ukraine, we're giving a lot of material to them. Right. We have to replenish our own stocks Correct. of 
bullets and, we, and by the way that's one we have i know there's a lot of folks that love you know helping them helping other countries and some but jordan we we have got to stop that some way somehow well i mean ukraine's because of our help they're doing well in the battlefield without our help there's no way they'd be able to do that so we don't want putin to win here you know so anyway, so that's a major one then the other new thing in the last year or so is the amount of debt is now paying interest right we, we were used to paying 0% or you know 1% or less interest on our $30 trillion in debt for a That's long right. time. That's but right. now that interest rates are up, and you're paying 4.5% on three-month treasury bills and you know over 4% for most treasuries, that in itself is hundreds of billions of dollars in new expense, interest expense, on top of it. So all these things are combining uh, to mean we're going to have to raise the national debt ceiling by a large amount because we're we're adding to it all the time. Well, and you and- can add some other things on there, immigration and all kinds of other things that are costing money. And Jordan, I think the the thing that the Republicans are facing is this. Everything you just said is true. The the best thing for our economy would be to slash spending especially in entitlements. There's no question. I mean, set aside for a moment the fact that the Democrats would never do it and it's politically unfeasible. Let's just set that aside and get to reality. In reality land, it has to be done otherwise we're doomed. Okay, the entitlements have grown, grown, grown. They're destroying our budget. Okay, oh, we're past that. They have destroyed our budget, and so the problem for rely on it. I agree with you. Yeah, the problem for the problem for more people relying on it all the time. As I said, the baby boomers are retiring every day, signing up for Medicare, getting Social Security. It's what seventy million baby boomers, and and they're all going to be getting Medicare and Social Security in the next few years. Yeah. And how do you slow that down? You kill them off? I mean, how well, do you do I that? look. I am. I am of the opinion, and I grew up a Democrat. Okay, I. I'm of the opinion that you know LBJ and these folks when they when they advanced those things to the level they were, they knew exactly they how they were going to crash things. This is no, none of this is a surprise. Well, they, they knew it was a very small thing. You're yeah, right. I know, but they knew what they were creating. And they knew how it was going to overwhelm the system, and, the and they same wanted thing to. With Social Security in 1936. Right. Yep. You know, it started very very small. That's right. Yeah. And now it's it's huge, huge part of the economy. So I always like to say the, the federal government is basically an insurance company with an army, and the rest of it is irrelevant. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, I, they, you're not you know, far They off. do health insurance. They do Social Security. They've got an army. They pay interest on the national debt, and the rest of it is a rounding error. Okay, bottom line is this. <laughs> the Republicans have a very tough task ahead of them, and that is they have to sell reality, and people don't want to hear reality. Correct. Okay, that's the, that's the thing. Democrats... And I know I'm, you know, talking about the other side and I'm being sounding mean. No, when I'm talking the economy, I'm just telling it as it is. They can just flat out lie and Mm -hmm. say we can afford this. And they're trying to hurt you by not raising the debt ceiling. It's all lies. Republicans are going to have to find a way to sell truth and get, especially with what you were saying about interest rates. My goodness. Now what this is costing us, they have got to find a way to awaken a lot of voters and help Mm -hmm. them understand, guys, now we really have to get our hands on this. All right, and guys. The Fed, Fed is going to raise rates even more this year. It's going to cost even more because the Fed's going to keep raising rates. All right, we'll be right back, folks. If you got a question, we got one on the line for Jordan. Be sure to call us, 303-477-5600. You can text a question as well, 307-200-8222, Extreme Auto Repair. Don't forget about uh, your headlight restoration. They can do that along with any other thing your vehicle needs as far as repairs, maintenance, you name it. They've got you covered, 303-841-1071.
Winter is brutally hard on your vehicle. Extreme driving conditions happen every winter, and from maintenance to emergency repairs, you need a shop that you can count on. Colorado winters are hard on all the components of your car, especially with the fluctuating temperatures. So you want an expert diagnosing your vehicle. Extreme Auto has six master mechanics all dedicated to properly evaluating any issues and getting your vehicle repaired correctly, quickly, and without anything you do not need. They also offer their customers both towing services and free loaner options, so you always have a vehicle to use and a way to get around. Whether you need regular maintenance or have an urgent need, you can trust Extreme Auto to get you back on the road. For the right maintenance and repairs to prevent serious issues with your vehicle, call Extreme Auto Repair this winter for service that you can rely on at klzradio.com slash extreme. Set up an appointment today. Call 303-841-1071. 303-841-1071. All right, Bruce Simmons, American Liberty Mortgage, a reverse mortgage may fit into what you need this year. If so... Talk to Bruce Simmons. He can explain it all directly to you for your particular situation. 303-467-7821. A non-FHA reverse mortgage could perfectly fit your individual situation. Bruce Simmons will help you understand how a proprietary reverse mortgage could be your chance for a more strategic retirement plan. With a younger age requirement, you would have options with a proprietary loan that you would not have with a traditional reverse mortgage. The possibilities don't stop at improving your retirement plan. With Bruce Simmons, you will understand how a proprietary reverse mortgage gives you advantages that other loans can't offer. Even with a proprietary loan, there is a chance you can refinance later to an FHA-backed reverse mortgage. Bruce Simmons is your go-to resource for understanding why proprietary may be a better option for you. See how reverse mortgage can improve your situation now with a free consultation at klzradio.com reverse. Schedule online today at klzradio.com reverse. NMLS 409914. American Liberty Mortgage is an equal housing lender. Denver IT Security, make sure that your business network is where it needs to be as you head into 2023. And there's lots that go into that. Lots of scams out there as well that can affect your business. Make sure you're secure, your people are secure, and everybody's on the same page. 720-593-6688. Remote employees can pose a big risk to the cybersecurity of your business. Smart light bulbs, smart TVs, smart thermostats, and any kind of smart-enabled device in your employees' homes can let the bad guys in and put your business in danger. Once a hacker breaches your employees' home network, they can easily jump into another network, the one in your office. Denver IT Security protects your business from the hackers and viruses that easily get around standard home networks. With their help, Your business systems can be monitored around the clock, so you know your operations are secure. Even when your employees are working from home, coffee shops, hotels, or airports. Avoid the unnecessary risk with the certainty of cyber protection from Denver IT Security. Find out how you can secure your business now by calling 720-593-6688. That's 720-593-6688. Or go to klzradio.com slash security. This is Josh with Business Equipment Service. Here's a message from one of our satisfied customers. Jane with Faith Church in Loveland said, I have worked with Business Equipment Service for almost seven years. As office manager, I will not change service providers. BES offers excellent service and I recommend them to anyone who asks. If you are looking into purchasing office equipment or have a problem with equipment you currently have, give us a call at 303-825-5664. 
God, country, reason. Now back to John Rush. All right, we are back. It's our monthly uh, conversation we have with Jordan Goodman, America's Money Answer Man, myself, Andy Pate, Charlie Grimes, of course, our engineer. Jim in Denver joining us now. Jim, you're on with Jordan. Go ahead, Jim. Hey, Happy New Year. Good to hear y'all's voices uh, in the new year. So You too, Jim. Thank you. So, good conversation. Um, I don't think this nation has seen an ounce of fiscal discipline since the 1950s when uh, we ended up paying off the uh, war debt and funding the uh, the new Cold War. Amen. Um, yeah, I, you're, yeah, I, I, don't, no, spot I, don't, on. I don't see it. And our politicians, none of them, not even that six or 20 of these people that say they want to see free markets, um, I honestly don't believe a single one of them wants to see a free market. Um, they, they they wouldn't know they they wouldn't like a free market if it bit them in the backside. Well, the truth be known, Jim, none of them have ever experienced one. So to your point, they probably will say Correct. they do, but they've never experienced one to really really understand what that means. Because I I know where you're headed with that, and I agree with you because no, they don't even know what the meaning of the of the word is. Yeah, and therefore our nation's debt will have to go up in leaps and bounds. And uh, because we don't have any political will out there, except for maybe two or three people all together that uh, actually yeah. want us to pay anything off. Rand Paul. Uh, Rand Paul types. I, yeah, exactly. The, the Rand Paul, Bernie, those people that want to audit the Fed, those wackadoodles, right? So Bernie. we're not going to have that problem. They'll be gone soon enough. Um, what our biggest challenge is going to be, other than I think the baby boomers, is going to be this massive the largest wave of immigration that this nation will have ever seen. It's right around the corner, and we've got to get uh, young people it, in here. It's already here, uh, Jim. Service. It, it's already oh, it's here. Begun. Yeah, it, it's already begun. No, great points. Jim, thanks. Really appreciate it. Jordan, uh, I can't really disagree much with what Jim's saying. He's pretty much on, on target. I just wish there was a way that all these millions of people, two million plus that are coming in, could be screened and put into the economy because we need them. We have a tremendous shortage of workers, and here we have these eager yes. people who want to work. And I don't know what the legal status of getting green cards, but you know they're just desperate for workers. It ta- and meat it, you know, the problem is, and so and I can tell you the status of that. It's extremely, extremely difficult. It's cumbersome at best. We don't have a good system for to in your in your case, you know what you're talking about, Jordan. We we do not have a good system in assimilating uh, individuals along those lines. We don't have a good system for even bringing people in. Uh, you know, as far as a points-based points-based system for immigration goes, we, we are doing all of that backwards of what it ought to be, completely backwards. Well, here's a start. How about actually making them go through ports of entry? Correct. Well, I mean, they're not going to have legal status. I'm saying these people are on the border or they're being spread around the country. It would be nice if somehow they could be put into all these jobs that are going begging and meatpacking plants and picking grapes and uh, painting houses, all the restaurant cooks. There's a tremendous shortage of all these people. You've got two million plus people who desperately want to work. I think the vast majority of them are fine and not fentanyl dealers. Some of them are. I think the vast majority are fine. It would be nice if we could integrate them into the economy, which needs it. That would bring down inflation. One of the reasons we have inflation is we have higher wages because employers have to pay more to attract the few workers that are left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Jordan, what you're talking about is the needle in the haystack, okay? The fentanyl dealer is the needle, and the rest of the people are the haystack. The problem right. is you can't find the fentanyl de- dealer because of the haystack. 
Okay, that's why we need the haystack to go through ports of entry. There is no way to screen these people one by one by one by one unless they go through a port of entry. Okay, they're not going to have legal papers. I mean, you see what's happening right now. They're just camping out on the Rio Grande River. Exactly. These people, they've come from Honduras, from Nicaragua, from Venezuela, from Cuba, from all kinds of different places. They don't have papers. I'm just saying, if you look at it as an as the economy, the economy needs those people to work. And it would be nice if there's some way to get them where the employers need them. Yeah, but first, we need to stop paying our people not to work. Do that first, and then by all means, bring in more people from other countries to work. I'm all for it. Love it. Amen. Yeah, the last thing I want to do is supplement the guy sitting on his couch right now and not having to work. Right. First, he has to get to work. If you are able, you work. That has to be number one. And then, Jordan, what you're saying for number two, I'm all there. Yep, agree. Good. Agree. All right, let's do this. We can get caught back up on breaks. We're at the bottom of the hour. Jordan Goodman, America's Money Answer Man. Jordan, really quick, how do folks get a hold of you if they need to Uh, once you're gone? The easiest way is my uh, email, jordan at moneyanswers.com. All right, we'll be right back, guys. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air is up next. Anything you need when it comes to your furnace or electrical system in your house, whatever it is, 720-526-0231. Your furnace isn't working, and now you're worried that spending the money to repair or replace it will affect you in the long term. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air offer peace of mind financing options so that you can take care of your family without breaking the bank. Whatever situation you're in, from repairs to installation, they have financing available to ease your stress. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air gives you choices so you can find the financing that meets your unique individual needs. They have plans with low monthly payments and interest as low as 0%. No matter what needs to get done in your home, Absolute has a multitude of payment plans that make it affordable for you and your family. Easily schedule any service today at 720-526-0231 or visit klzradio.com slash absolute today. And be sure to mention KLZ and get a limited time $59 furnace tune-up. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, Solar Energy Partners, find out if solar is a good fit for you. The best way to do that is have a consultation, a free one, by the way, no obligation. Call Alan, find out how that works and uh, what he can do for you, 303-378-7537. Be ready for the sunniest time of the year. Start planning for solar now. Alan Davis at Solar Energy Partners gives you the option to defer payments on your solar energy system for 18 months. And at the same time, you can immediately begin reaping the rewards of solar energy by banking up credits. Starting the process now means that you can use your fully installed and finished solar panels during the sunniest time of the year. You still immediately reap rewards even if you don't defer any payments because the payments you are currently making will never increase on you and will eventually be paid off. Getting solar now means that you are no longer throwing away your money every month by forking it over to the power companies that's likely going to raise your rates anyway. Alan's top priority is saving you money and getting you ready now for the benefit of financially secure energy future. Call Alan Davis at Solar Energy Partners now to set up a consolation appointment. 303-378-7537. 303-378-7537. Or visit klzradio.com slash sun. All right, windows and doors, yes, that's one of the greatest things we have to bring the outdoors in. But on the same token, protect us from those elements. And if you need windows and doors done in your home, call Dave Bancroft today. He can do a nice upgrade, and financing is available as well. 303 Five two nine zero seven two zero.
Veteran Windows and Doors holds the standard that their products will be as efficient 30 years from now as they are brand new. They do this by offering products that exceed code, are engineered to last a lifetime, and are backed by a warranty which reflects that. The owner, Dave Bancroft, will tell you windows and doors can look the same or even identical yet have completely different energy codes. That's why when you work with veteran windows and doors, they explain what the NFRC label and Energy Star ratings actually mean. They can prove that what you're buying meets the energy code requirements for where you live, saving you more money on your heating, lighting, and cooling bills. Make an investment you can trust with their lifetime warranty on your purchase and a five-year installation guarantee. See what Dave and his team can save you with energy-efficient windows and doors by calling Veteran Windows and Doors right now at 303-529-0720. That's 303-529-0720. Or fill out the contact form at klzradio.com windows. This is Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, we are back. Myself, Andy, Charlie, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Jordan Goodman with us again. From, he's America's Money Answer Man. He's with us for this hour. He is on, uh, you know, not always the exact same Tuesday every month, but we try to stay pretty close to that, and he'll be with us throughout the year. Dave and Thornton, you're on with Jordan. Hey, I just wanted to offer a little bit of clarification on the whole immigration issue. The thing is, we do have a mechanism in place for lining up people with employers. Uh, one thing that pops off my top of my head right now is the H series. Yeah, it of sucks, though, H1A, Dave. H1A, that pro- and really quick, Dave, it just does. for everybody listening, the and the is, reason why it sucks is you, you have to be a pretty large employer with deep pockets, with attorneys to do all the paperwork necessary to make that program work. I know because I'm in that world. Dave, it sucks. Yeah, and so we can easily tweak that system. Yeah, it needs it big it's time. It's already in place. It, it is. It just needs a tweaking. So let's use what we've got in place. Good the point. Won't argue that, that one. Okay. Once, What's once next? You get them in, once you get them in for whatever their contract is, six months, two years, whatever it is, at the end of their contract, those aliens are not going to want to go home. True. Once they're here, they're going to want to stay here. True. And so all we're doing is we're creating a big problem, and it's easy for us to talk about putting it in nebulous terms as, well, it'll just depress wages and we'll get out of the inflation, this and that. That's not a big deal unless it's your wages that are being depressed. Unless now it's you Correct. having to compete for that job that as a, a, a carpenter or a drywaller where you were getting 15 bucks an hour, now all you can get is 8 bucks. Now that's a problem if Correct. you live in that, 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 that community. If you, if you don't, well, then it's easy for people to say, hey, you know what, depress the wages, flood the market with cheap labor, and let, let let everything fall where it may. Nope, you're right, Dave. Can't argue anything you just said. You're you're spot on. Jordan, how do you want to respond? Go I ahead. Mean, in, in many cases, though, wages are going up, not down, because employers can't find not people enough. who do these things. Uh, you know, yeah, but this would reverse that if you suddenly flood it with people, I think is what Dave's saying. We Correct. have 10.5 million unfilled jobs in this country, okay? And the 2-plus million, now not all of them could go working in meatpacking plants and picking grapes, but a lot of them could. So, I mean, $2 million is nice, but we have over 10.5 million unfilled jobs, and that's going to keep growing as the baby boomers keep retiring. Yeah, but once again, two things to keep in mind. Uh, number one, you've got millions of people right now who are not working who can and are getting government money that needs right. to end. And end that first. And, number, and by the way, you could do that in quick order. Do one, then the other. Bam, bam. And then secondly... 
we got to be careful about rewarding large-scale illegal activity. Well, we're rewarding bad behavior, yes. Okay, right. I would put them on the other side. of. The, I'd put them back out and say, you can come reapply at our ports of entry. And by the way, we'll open them wide. Let's first get everybody working, and we will get you at the port of entry, and you can come in and apply there and go through a point system like John's saying. You know, let's do it right. Let's not just amnesty everybody so we can say, hey, to the world, we will reward illegal in, uh, activity. Yeah. Come invade us. On top of that, and I think the other thing we need to make sure that we do here, too, is separate out the types of jobs that are out there because there is going to be layoffs, as you said earlier, uh, you know, Jordan, in certain sectors, the tech sector. You talk, you talk, you know, Amazon, they've announced Salesforce, Meta, others. Uh, you know, that's happening on that end. And yet, and I think this is one thing we need to make sure everybody realizes when they see some of these numbers and data, there are still large sections of the economy, the trades especially, where there will, even with these people being laid off, unless these people automatically go out and learn a trade, Jordan, there's no. still going to be those shortages on the trades, even not with happening. these layoffs. Now, the meta software engineers are not going to become plumbers. They're, no. not, they're not swinging hammers. No, they're not swinging hammers. Nope. Uh, I mean, it's been stunning the last few. Salesforce, 10,000 people. This is a, a company in the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Uh, Meta, 13,000. Amazon, 18,000. I mean, and, and others are either laying off or uh, hiring freezes. I mean, these were the growth engines of the economy that are now laying people off left and right. So I will say this, though. The Meta software engineers would still be better plumbers than me. Oh, well. For what it's worth. Maybe. Okay. Well, it, it really, and this is, this is a probably a longer discussion and something that, you know, none of the three of us can fix, but it's worth noting. Had we, as a country, put as much value on people getting into the trades as we did becoming a software engineer, we wouldn't have this problem today. But, what, but that's not happening. I mean, nope, uh, maybe it is community not. college. But, I mean, I used to have shop when I was in high school. I don't think they do that no, anymore. No, that went away, Jordan, 30 years ago. Yeah, or car repair, all these things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it just—it's not valued, is what it is. No, so it, you're correct. It is not valued, and that is an intrinsic, in my opinion, it's an intrinsic problem we have in our country right now. And until, to your point, we value some of that again, right. and we teach young people what that really means, and the fact that they can earn a very, very nice living and have a very nice lifestyle, you know, providing they do it correctly, they can actually, in, in a lot of cases, have a nicer lifestyle than the guy working for Salesforce can. I agree. I, I mean, it is hard work. You're working with your hands. You have to have a skill. But a lot of people, younger people just, for the most part, don't want to do these things. And the baby boomers are retiring, and there's nobody to take their nope, place. there's not. Really you were correct. All right, so moving along, oil. That's always a big topic because it affects so many sectors of the economy right now. It's currently you know, somewhat depressed, although uh, I read an article the other day that is actually booming in certain parts because of the R&D and the fact that the barrel price has been up and so on. But where do you see it going? Well, barrel price has been down. It's about 73 now, Correct. something like that. Well, and down, but it's still up from the 40-ish that we were not that long ago. Right, but I'm just saying, I mean, it had been 120. Correct. So it's down from, from that level. Um, but it's a combination of decreasing demand uh, because the economy is slowing uh, and uh, OPEC cutting back on production. And then the whole Russian uh, embargo has really complicated the whole oil market in a major way. That's now, as far as I'm concerned, a permanent thing. They're not going to, Russia's not going to get back in anybody's good graces in our lifetime, basically. Probably not. So, that's a lot. That's about 10 million barrels a day uh, on the market. They're the second biggest exporter after Saudi Arabia. 
now, some of that is going to India and China, so it's not as though it's disappearing, but it's being sold at huge discounts, like 45% off the market price to China and India that are glad to grab with themselves. Yeah, they'll take it all day long, right. They are. And sometimes they resell it, actually. But uh, that's really distorted the oil markets in a major way. And the same thing with natural gas. I mean, they've pretty much shut off natural gas going from Russia uh, to Western Europe. Uh, and they're having a really tough time replacing that uh, this winter. Now, luckily, it hasn't been that cold. It's been relatively mild so far. Uh, but in the long run, they have to replace that natural gas. We have it in America. Mm-hmm. What, what we don't have is the capacity to get it to Europe. Uh, liquefied natural gas, LNG, the ports and the terminals and the tankers, it's a whole infrastructure. Mm-hmm. We've got a little bit, but nothing close to what's needed uh, for Europe in the long run. We have to replace the natural gas they're not getting from Russia. Yeah, and to your point, we also have as a you know country administration, and, and this, this goes back several administrations, it's not just this one, we have not done a good job of incentivizing, I guess you could say, maybe is the best way to say that, uh, Jordan. We have not done a good job. In fact, we have actually de-incentivized Correct. companies to go in and do that. And you're seeing that. You're seeing the, the rig count is down, and a lot of oil companies, and in the past, their profits were very, very strong in the last year when oil got up to into the 90s and so on. Normally, they would reinvest that and drill more, mm-hmm. but they're not doing it now. They're increasing their dividends. They're doing share buybacks. They're returning the money to shareholders instead of putting it back into more production. And that's a long-term problem mm-hmm. because you don't just turn on a dime and turn on an oil well. It, it can be yep. five to ten years of planning and implementation. So the lack of investment now is going to hurt us in the future when we don't have enough production, when the existing amount is, is depleted. Yeah, and the other thing I don't think we did a very good job of was incentivizing the whole you know, LNG end of things, you know, getting companies to do what you're talking about, where now that this opportunity has arisen, the ability for us to export and deliver to some of these countries the natural gas they need, we did not, we did not handle that side of it well, as well either. we've done some. We've done some. Shamir has enough. a big port, but not near enough, correct. We've got like three LNG export ports, We, we have basically. the ability to be the Qatar of this area, and exactly. we're not. So the ships and the ports, it's, you know, these are long-term projects, but that's an area where it helps American jobs, and Europe def- desperately needs what we have, even though they're willing to pay a higher price. So these are things that would create American jobs and help our economy while helping Europe, which is really in a very precarious situation without having the uh, natural gas they depended on from Russia. And not to sound you know, egotistical or anything along those lines, but we have got the technology and the ability to be the leader in that across the world. And I'm guessing, I don't know this for sure because I don't have any facts in, in front of me to back this up, but my guess would be if it weren't for the United States, Qatar probably wouldn't even be able to do the exporting of their natural gas that they do because I'm guessing it was well, a lot of our engineers our that probably helped them correct. get that going. That's correct. They do not have the expertise on there. The, the Middle East in general, Aramco, I mean, they, they rely on U.S. expertise to do mm-hmm. these things. And so did the Russians. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they don't have point. it anymore. Good point. Uh, Exxon and Total and all the Western oil companies are pretty much pulled out of there. So their production is plummeting because they don't have the technology or the expertise to uh, get the most out. They have a lot of oil in Siberia and so on, but it's not easy to get it out. And you need our expertise, which they don't have anymore. Which goes, you know, this is a fundamental um, problem. 
when you de-incentivize companies to be capitalistic and make money and do fun things with the money they make, there's no incentive to do that any longer. Innovation drops, and this is a problem the whole world suffers from, and yet the whole world would love to see us not be there doing it, which I never have understood that mentality, Jordan, because without us, most of them wouldn't exist. Well, that's right. I mean, in the energy area, there is other developments going on. For example, we had that fusion Mm-hmm. Um, experiment right. in California, which is extremely promising. Huge. I mean, it, it might be decades before we actually get it, but if that were to happen, that would solve the energy situation. That's a game right changer, there. and we would not need uh, you know fossil fuels, which would be a wonderful thing in some ways. It would hurt the economy, but that would be a wonderful, clean way to produce uh, energy. Hydrogen is another mm-hmm. way that has a lot of potential. There are there are other energy uh, sources that we're working on. They're just not ready quite yet, and this is what they call the transition, I guess you'd say. But it could be a transition of several decades until these other things actually come online. Again, Jordan Goodman, America's Money Answer Man. If you've got a question, text us. I'll get it to him as soon as we come back as well. When we come back, though, we're going to talk about some of the things you guys listening can do specifically, uh, not taking on debt, things along those lines. We'll get into some of that here in just a few minutes. Hi-Fi Plumbing is next. Andy talked about a moment ago about plumbing. And uh, I can do it, but it's not my favorite so uh, if you've got any kind of a plumbing need, give High Five a call instead. High Five Plumbing, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. You pay too much money on your energy bill, heating water that just ends up coming out lukewarm anyway. Don't waste any more money on your inefficient water heater. High Five Plumbing will help you choose a new water heater that's not only more efficient, but match what your household's water usage needs are, too. When installing your new water heater, High Five's top priority is to provide you with stellar service and an installation that you are satisfied with, which is why they offer a two-year parts and labor warranty on your new water heater. While they are there, they can even customize the pressure and temperature threshold of your home's water system to how you like it. Schedule your replacement with the experts at High Five Plumbing today by calling 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE or by filling out their contact form at klzradio.com slash plumbing right now. Mention KLZ for a free in-home water quality test and waived service fee. For our listeners only, High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right, Golden Eagle Financial, much like we're talking to Jordan Goodman about, if you've got a specific financial question, things you want to do inside of your own world, portfolio, you name it, uh, we have got the advisor for you. That's Al Smith at Golden Eagle Financial. He's got a couple of seminars coming up this month as well. Call and find out when they are and how to attend, 303-744-1128. You've spent your entire life working hard to provide for your family. Make sure your family will be provided for with appropriate life insurance and proper asset management through Golden Eagle Financial. Ensure that everything you've worked for doesn't end up being a crutch for your family. They should be well informed of what to do when you pass, so your lifelong hard work doesn't go to waste on expenses, bills, and funeral costs. When you plan proactively, you're also ensuring that your money is expertly positioned, so it has a higher likelihood to work favorably for your family. Working with Golden Eagle Financial today will give you the peace of mind that they will be provided for later. Get a fresh look at your financials for your family today by calling Golden Eagle Financial, 303-744-1128, 303-744-1128, or visit klzradio.com money. Advisory services offered through Foundation Investment Advisors and SEC Registered Advisor. 
All right, Michael Bailey Law, Mobile Estate Planning. He is mobile. He'll come to you. Write this number down. You can find him at klzradio.com as well, 720-394-6887. Protect your kids from the guesswork. Without a clear legal document describing your wishes, your kids may be left trying to interpret what mom would want them to do. Instead, tell them clearly what mom does want by writing it down with Michael Bailey Law. KLZ's mobile estate planner understands how life can get in the way, so he's made the process as painless as possible. Book a virtual appointment online. Find a link to Michael Bailey's website at klzradio.com estate. Not only do you own your own business, but you also manage it, work for it, and run it. It makes sense that you're tired of your business running you. Change that with coaching from small business coach John Rush. When you're in that situation, you can't afford to just stop what you're currently doing. You need outside help. Otherwise, you're just putting another job on yourself. John's years of experience as the owner of a small business himself allows him to help you set realistic and attainable goals that change the way you approach your work. When you commit to working with John, he can help you make your business more profitable in six months or less. Email John Rush right now to get your operation running for you again. Set up a free 30-minute consultation at john at rushtoreason.com. That's john at rushtoreason.com. Or fill out the contact form at klzradio.com slash john. Live and local, back to Rush to Reason. All right, we are back. Jordan Goodman, America's Money Answer Man. Okay, Jordan, to help people through this next year, because I, I like you. I'm pretty much on the same page with you as to what we can expect this year. I think people need to, again, just watch your P's and Q's. Make sure you don't overspend. Be careful with what you're doing. Make wise choices. You know, Don't put a lot of money on your credit card. Although I know sometimes, you know, Jordan, things happen and folks don't have any choice. What do they do if they wind up in a situation where they've got to use them? What do they do? They have been using them, John, big time, okay? The credit card debt uses up about 20% yeah, of I, a year I'm, ago. Sorry, I'm, I'm meaning more of my listenership here versus because we have okay. more conservative listeners and so on. I know a lot of these folks even individually. But, yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Yes, People it have is up. It it's high. The they are using them. They used they them are. through Christmas and so on, they so did. you are correct. Big time. And the bills are coming in right now in yes. January. Here we are. Jordan, yes. why do you, uh, real quick here, why do you think the usage has gone up so much after um, people had so much COVID money and so forth? Well, they went through it. They went through that COVID. The savings okay. rate had been about 8%. Now it's about 2%. So that COVID money is kind of long gone. Here we are in 2023. Okay. Uh, banks made uh, credit cards very available, um, and there were lots of sales. And, I mean, Black Friday was big in the holiday season. People really spent a lot of money this time, and the bills are coming in now. And the average interest rate is about 19% on credit cards today. So it's very, very expensive. And it was not only things, but it was vacations and uh, restaurants and, you know, all kinds of things that they did on top of that. So now the bills are coming in. So the first thing you can do is, if you've got decent credit, open a 0% balance transfer account and rotate the balance from the high-interest cards to a 0% ones, and don't spend up the old cards again. Okay, that's what Mm -hmm. a lot of people do. Uh, A website to do that is myguidetocreditcards.com, and they've got uh, 0% balance transfer offers. They've got frequent flyer points and perks and lower interest rates. There's all kinds of... So there's a good time to kind of evaluate your situation about credit cards and, and get your situation under control and also monitor your credit score and make sure it's as clean as can possible. If there are errors on there, get them off there because that really hurts you. When you apply for credit, it means you're going to pay much higher 
interest rates than you really have to on, on credit cards. Now, are there links like this on your site to these? Yes, but that, I'm just giving it to you directly. Okay. My guide to creditcards.com will give you all kinds of different, depending on what you're looking for. I just think for people with high interest debt, a 0% balance transfer. Now, don't do too many of them, like one. Okay, Don't okay. do open four different accounts because that's going to hurt your credit score right. if you start opening a bunch of accounts all at once. Right, and be careful which ones you close and when, because that can have ill effect as well. Well, you lose good if you've been paying on a credit card for a long time. You lose the good credit history. So you, yes, you don't want to close an account on which you've been paying well. If you haven't used a card for a long time, and closing that, that's not going to really affect you. But the ones that you're using that has a good payment history, you lose that payment history when you close it. Where do you see the real estate market headed this year? It's going to be very weak for real estate. It really is. I mean. Mortgage rates are well over 6%. As we said, the Federal Reserve is going to raise rates more this year, and that's going to push up mortgage rates again, probably back over 7%. It means a lot of people just can't afford homes at these current levels. They just cannot or afford Or they'll them. stick with the 3% loan they've got and not do anything and just hang well, tight. Well, that's right. So it's hurting listings mm -hmm. as well because people who are in homes who might think of selling Won't. say, well, if I sell my home, I'm going to get out of my 3% mortgage to a 7% mortgage. And so... It means the listings are down from what they used to be because people feel stuck in their homes by their low mortgage rates from the past few years. So it's going to be a weakness, which is a major driver of the economy. Mm -hmm. When the housing market is weak as it is now, right. I think home sales have been down 10 months in a row, something like that. And in some areas, probably not Denver, but in some areas, prices are actually starting to fall Correct. a little bit uh, because uh, you know just people can't afford the prices and the mortgage rates. And this is what the Federal Reserve wants. This is not... And a mistake. This is, no, this is a by policy. design. That's right. Can this I, is by design. Okay, uh, two quick questions. Number one, uh, I only see two more interest rate hikes coming, and I see them scaling back. Uh, do you agree with that or no? I don't think so. I think they're going to go further. I mean, we okay. have another meeting in February. All right. I think they'll probably do a 25 basis point increase. The last one they did in December was 50 basis points. We'll have to see That's how the numbers minor, come out. Though. It is, but it's still a signal. Remember, they're doing two things. They're raising interest rates and they're reducing their balance sheet. Right. One of the things that made inflation go so fast was the Fed was pouring money, billions and billions of dollars, into the economy every month over COVID. That became inflationary. Now they're reversing that. The balance sheet of the Fed had been about $3 trillion, It got up to over $9 trillion. Now it's back to about $8 trillion, and they're going to keep reducing the balance sheet. So both of those... Raising interest rates and reducing the balance sheet are what we'd call fiscal tightening and or quantitative tightening. And so that slows the economy. They're trying to slow the mm -hmm. economy to get inflation down. Okay. And the other question is, you know, crashing the housing industry affects so many other ancillary businesses. Yes. How yes. do you see this hap affecting the economy overall going forward well, in 2023? It, it, it's what they call a multiplier effect. Right. right. When people buy a home. They buy carpeting and furniture and TVs and appliances and all kinds of things with it. When they don't buy homes and the home sales are down 10 months in a row, all those things never happen. That's right. And people are renting instead. Rents go up because landlords can get away with it. They know people can't afford to leave and buy homes. So rents are going up. That's another big source of inflation mm -hmm. is rental uh, amounts go up. So, right. yeah, I mean, it's much better when you have a strong housing market. Now, you could say it was too hot. For, you know, we had people bidding for homes right. at ridiculously high prices and uh, you know you had a kind of feeding frenzy that was too hot but it went from too hot now to too cold great with that jordan i'll let you go give us your email one more time sure uh jordan at moneyanswers.com glad to get emails from your listeners all the time
Craig, hang tight. We'll take you as soon as I come back. American National Insurance is next. That is my good friend who does my insurance. He'll take care of all of yours as well. 303-662-0789. Think beyond the short-lived New Year's resolutions. Make long-term goals that stick with Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance. After reviewing your insurance, you realize that you want to save money, but you still need all your items properly covered. You don't want to make the mistake of devaluing the time and money you put into earning the assets that you're covering. Reward your long-term thinking and responsibility by working with Paul Lewinberger. His rebate program allows you to get back 25% of what you paid in premiums three years ago, helping you stay accountable to the goals you're making now. Paul rewards longevity, so when you make sure your assets are properly covered and you don't use your insurance as a bank, you get to reap the rewards of your responsibility. Stop expecting instant gratification and create a plan that you can commit to. Call Paul with American National Insurance right now. 303-662-0789. Again, 303-662-0789. We don't yell at you. We inform you. Now, back to Rush to Reason. All right, Craig, we're back. Got a couple of minutes. Go ahead, sir. Okay. Um, I, I'm, I can explain this to you, and I think you will agree with me. Um, reason credit card usage is up. Aren't a lot of people using that as a source of income? In I some, mean, In some cases, yes. You know, the, yeah, the latest figure, you know, the, the last quote I heard is as far as, you know, Biden's policies, our cost of living to a person went up almost $11,000 this year. Okay. I don't know about you, but I did not get an eleven thousand uh, dollar pay increase at my job. Most didn't. Okay, I haven't had to resort. You know, I budgeted. Mm-hmm. I haven't had to resort to use my credit card to pay my bills. But I, I'm sure there are a lot of people that are having to pay their bills with a credit card because when your groceries, your utilities, your rent, everything that you need to subsist has gone up, Correct. and and, and then, you know, you, you don't have the extra income to offset that. Right. What, what other choice would you have? You don't. That's have? what you do. Craig, quick question. Is that 11000 per individual or individual household? Well, I, it's probably I household. Remember. I'm guessing it's household, probably. most likely. Okay, yeah, I was just I wondering. Mean, I mean, if you're living alone, it's, it's going gonna, gonna, to be 11000 You're going to absorb the majority of that. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, and if you, as a couple or a family, you know. But, no, I mean. If you've got more mouths to feed, then you know your your expenditure for food and clothing and everything else is is you know more than my wife and I are spending. Um, I I don't think you know there are probably some people that you know as usual at, at Christmas time get uh, irresponsible with their credit card and you know go crazy buying, but we didn't. You know we we cut back this year. Um, you know, and I don't see the inflation and slowing down anytime soon. No. Well, it is starting to stabilize, so I think you will see, my prediction is you'll see some of that become a lot more stable and manageable uh, probably halfway through the year. That's my prediction because you're already seeing huge impacts already in things, even the housing thing that we just talked about with Jordan a moment ago. That will have a ripple effect and bring some of that down, Craig. So, yes, you will start to see some of that. Not energy-wise, which affects all of us you know, rather quickly, but some of the other areas you will see that, yes. Well, yeah, I mean, let, let's say, you know, maybe uh, anything related to energy costs. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and that's all, you know, that's going to be your groceries as well, because the the, tru- the cost of the trucking, 
Correct. of the items to the store Correct. gets passed on. To, the consumer is, is always the person at the end of the chain paying for that, all of it. That pays, that's right. That pays for all of it. All right. Great, great ending. Craig, thank you. You are correct. That's exactly what I always say. I mean it. It's true. we got two more hours coming your way. Myself, Andy, and Charlie uh, don't go anywhere. I think we have a guest here at the top of the hour that's going to join us, Bob Carey. He is leader of Veterans for Ron, Ron DeSantis. He's got a pack. We're going to talk about him and his pack as soon as we come back. This is Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.